Welcome back to Brain Biohacking with your host, Kayla Barnes. We dive into all things optimal health, optimal brain health, nutrition, peak performance, cognitive excellence, biohacking, longevity, and so much more. Hi guys, and happy new year. Um, this is my first ever solo podcast, and I also just got back from the gym. So if you're watching this on a streaming platform, then please excuse my hair. I'm not going to keep this a really long podcast, but I do think it's a really important podcast because today is a day. This is New Year's Day. Um, you might be hearing this actually tomorrow on the podcast, but it's going to go up on video today. So if you're hearing this today, then this is a day that everyone wants to change their entire lives. And we know that about 80% of New Year's resolutions are dropped in the first couple of months. And in my opinion, that's unacceptable. I mean, we have one life. And if you are going to set a goal, then you have to accomplish it. I mean, you owe it to yourself. What is more important than keeping the promises that you make to yourself? I, I couldn't name a more important thing. So I want to lay out a couple of different protocols that if you're just getting started, you can implement into your life. Hopefully this is helpful. But the first thing that I would do is definitely work on sleep. So if you were up late last night, you were partying or you were out and you don't feel well today, then you have to go to bed early. Because if you go to bed early, then getting the adequate amount of sleep is going to change your entire day tomorrow. We know that if you don't get proper sleep, this increases cravings, this reduces creativity, this decreases energy, of course, it decreases motivation. There are a variety of physiological changes and happenings in the body if you don't get enough sleep. Blood pressure increases, heart rate increases, the stress in the body increases. So go to bed early tonight. Um, try to get to bed before 10 because we know that if you get in bed before 10, then you have a variety of chemical cascades that occur in the evening. So while you're sleeping, so growth hormone is released the way that it should be. Um, you are able to recover and restore the body's lymphatic system can really go to work, which is the brain cellular clearance and waste um, system in the brain. So you want to be able to clear out uh, any you know toxins that build up during the day so the lymphatic system is most active at night. Ideally, you want to aim for about an hour and a half of REM and an hour and a half of deep sleep every single night. If you have some sort of biometric tracker like the Aura Ring, you can easily measure this. But you can also just take, you know, count when you wake up in the morning, if you're feeling well, if you're feeling well rested. Um, often we can go to bed for many hours, especially if alcohol is involved, but wake up feeling extremely unrested. And that's because, you know, you're waking up multiple times during the evening, um, body blood glucose changes are fluctuating when you have alcohol in your system. So I do not recommend that if you did it last night, I would definitely recommend taking off a couple of months while you make good on the promises that you made to yourself. So Step one is to improve your sleep. So go to bed early tonight. Keep your room cool. Don't eat too close to bed. Um, keep your room pitch black. Lower the lights before you are getting ready to go to bed. So when you're winding down, you can either use like a red light blocker, blue light, blue light blockers that are red, or there's a red light phone trick you can Google online, which is also incredibly helpful. Make sure you know your magnesium levels are optimized. Make sure that your room is nice and cool. I keep mine around 65 degrees Fahrenheit. 
and make sure that there's not a lot of light in your room because of course the light on the skin can disrupt the circadian rhythm. So those are all my first tips. My second tips would be tomorrow when you wake up, you have to get light into the eyes first thing. And when I say light, I preferably mean sunlight. So going outside, getting light into the eyes and the skin, not light into the eyes that are actually, that's painful. You should never stare directly into the light, but not wearing sunglasses, not wearing a visor, just getting light into the eyes, because that's going to tell your body and your brain that it's time to wake up. So it's going to provide some natural energy for you. And it's going to signal that it's morning and it's time to get going. So that not only is going to help you boost your energy levels and set your circadian rhythm for the day, but it will also improve your sleep at night because your body is aware of what time it is versus the environments that we're living primarily in these days, which is constant exposure to lights, um, constant exposure to blue light, which can be a bit confusing for the body. So seeing light in the morning is really going to be incredible. Even if it doesn't seem as if there's sun outside, you can use an app called Lux Meter, and that will tell you the lux of the sun. So it's still worthwhile to get out even in the winter, even if you're in a cold area, you also may get the benefits of cold exposure, which we will talk about in a moment, but sun is very important in the morning. And if you cannot get that, there are some devices, um, namely I use the retimer glasses sometimes, which essentially mimic the blue green light emitted from the sun in the morning hours, um, the brightness and those also can help. There's also things like um, spurty lamps, things of that nature. So get some sunlight in the morning. That's definitely going to be helpful. And then make sure to take a cold shower every single day. Cold therapy is incredibly beneficial to the brain and the body. It increases dopamine, which is our motivation molecule. It increases serotonin, which is related to mood and sleep. It also impacts and boosts our adrenaline, which is going to give us energy. It's absolutely amazing. I do cold therapy every single day, sometimes twice a day. Sometimes I do my cold shower in the morning and then I do a cryotherapy session at my clinic later in the afternoon around 3 p.m. to naturally boost my energy again. It also can be helpful for reducing inflammation over you know, a consistent cold therapy schedule it can be good for um, boosting your metabolism and helping to turn white fat into brown fat. Brown fat is, or beige fat is more metabolically active. And when you're getting cold, you are burning calories. So it's really incredible for a variety of things. So, so far we have um, going to bed early, we have getting some sun, and then we have cold exposure, and that's going to boost your energy for the day. So at this point, if you had a good sleep and you got some sun and you're doing cold exposure, you should feel pretty incredible before you even start the day. So the next thing I would recommend after cold exposure, if you're just getting started, is to walk 15, 10 to 15,000 steps per day. This may seem like a lot, but if you're moving around or you have a job where you can get up and walk around while you're on calls or walk outside, which is even better because you can be in nature, then 10 to 15,000 steps adds up pretty quickly. Also, if you're doing a bit of treadmill work, um, I always start my workouts with a little bit of light cardio, nothing crazy, maybe 10 to 15 minutes on the treadmill. That can also quickly add up steps. So I highly recommend that as well as getting those steps. It's going to boost blood flow throughout the day. It's going to improve creativity. 
And it also can give you a break throughout the day. And that's essentially the maximum amount of time that we can do focused work. And the literature says it's about 90 minutes. So that's going to be our maximum of really solid focused work. So after that, you want to take a break, taking a walk, walk outside is amazing. Kind of um, expanding your visual aperture, which is the the width and length of what you're seeing. You're used to looking at a computer screen or a phone screen, which is typically very close to you, but looking out over the horizon is amazing. And another thing that's related to the morning actually is getting up when your alarm goes off. So habits can take between 18 and around 250 days to create new habits. So to really start your new year off right, when you set an alarm, if you say you're going to get up at 5 o'clock a.m. or 6 o'clock a.m., so many times and so many people I'm sure can hit the snooze button or sleep in another hour. And that's something I would not recommend doing when you're setting a new lifestyle, putting a new lifestyle into motion. So when you get up in the morning or when your alarm goes off, you have to get up. I would make this a non-negotiable until you have habits really set. And even then, why break promises to yourself? So we have getting up in the morning when the alarm goes off. We have the cold shower. We have the sun exposure. We have the walking 10 to 15,000 steps. And another thing is the quality of your food. It's so much more than just calories. It is information for your cells. It is fuel for your brain. And you want to put the highest quality fuel in possible. Our gut and our brain are directly connected. There's actually neurons in our gut that communicate the nutrients and the state of our gut to our brain. And oftentimes we wonder why we might have brain fog or mood issues. And there can be a plethora of reasons, but it's great to rule out that food is is giving you a mood disorder. So if you fuel your body with super high quality food, I'm referencing to healthy fats, whole foods only, zero processed foods, no refined sugars. Um, some sugar from fruit I think is okay, but you really want to reduce your carb intake and sugar intake, especially in the beginning, because if your body can go into a state of ketosis and produce ketones for energy, although you might feel a little worse in the first week or so, you'll feel a lot better over time. And I think that that's another great way. You don't have to do a keto diet, but it can be a great way for dealing with mood disorders to potentially and significantly impact your mood in a very positive way. I just did an interview with Dr. Chris Palmer, and he's the author of the book, uh, Brain Energy. You can go back to that episode if you'd like to hear how he is literally putting uh, into remission essentially or reducing all symptoms of schizophrenia and bipolar disorder with the ketogenic diet. So that is something that would need to be heavily mo monitored and you should do under the supervision of a physician. But I think it's absolutely amazing. And I know that I've always felt great on the ketogenic diet. So at minimum, no processed foods at all, really focusing on whole foods only and this is going to give your cells and your brain the proper nutrients that it deserves and that it requires. Our brain is only about two to three pounds, but it consumes about 20 to 30% of our caloric energy every day. So that's something that you really want to keep in mind that every piece of food that you're putting into your body, into your mouth is going to be used for energy for your brain. So this is extremely important. After that, 
I would talk about exercise. So exercise, if there was one magic bullet, which there's not, but if there was the closest thing I could think to being that is exercise. Exercise boosts blood flow to the brain. It boosts dopamine. It boosts serotonin. It increases BDNF, which is brain-derived neurotropic factor, which can actually lead to the growth of new neurons. It can, of course, help you lose weight. It can increase energy all around. It's absolutely amazing. We've talked on other episodes, the benefits of strength training versus cardio. Um, First and foremost, anything that's moving your body is better than not. So anything that you prefer to do, whether that be HIIT workouts, strength training, group classes, personal training, as long as you're moving, you're going in the right direction. I personally prefer strength training um, because I want to add as much muscle mass as I can while I'm young, while it's easy, because we do know that muscle mass decreases as we age. It becomes a lot more difficult to put on muscle as we age. So as much muscle as you can build up now when you're young and it's easy, or even if you're in the older stages of life, you can certainly stave off sarcopenia, which is the loss of muscle mass. So all in all, these are my first tips. This, These are the things I would start with if I were you and you're looking to improve your life, improve your health, and really stick to your goals this year. So let me know if you have any questions, but I think if you can commit to these things, you're going to feel much better in just a couple of weeks or a month. And I always say that one win leads to many wins. So one small healthy habit is going to promote other small or big healthy habits. When we win, we actually have a dopamine release. We get a reward notice essentially, and we want more of that. So one win leads to many wins. I wanted to keep this episode short, but those are my initial comments. I have a lot to do today. Today is one of the last days that I have to make the final edits of my book, which I'm very excited to release and um, announce to you guys. Once the final date from my publisher is here, I will certainly make an announcement. I can't thank you all enough for your support of this podcast and my social platforms this year. I think that I probably have some of the most courageous and disciplined and motivated people on the internet following me. And for that, I am infinitely grateful. I know that you're going to have an amazing year and I can't wait to see what you do. Hacking was created and is hosted by Kayla Barnes. This podcast is for informational purposes only and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Kayla Barnes, does not accept responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of the information contained herein. Opinions of their guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical issue, consult a licensed physician.